0: What's up, everybody? This is the Homegirl Hookup. I am your host, Christy Abram. I'm a communication strategist and foodie living in Seattle. The best yet widest place ever. So, the Homegirl Hookup was birthed, like, so many things out of angst. You know, since... I moved to Seattle. I've struggled to translate my sister girl to frankly everybody. Nobody gets it. And finding my groove in my space where I fit has been frustrating. <laughs> the Seattle culture is different. I mean, it's very different. But it has its cool moments. I mean, it's a beautiful place to live. There's a lot of money circulating here. But when it comes to defining my blackness and living in my truth, I feel unheard and I feel censored. So currently, I'm I'm living in some place between, you better stop playing with me in silence, which isn't a good place for anyone. But the sad thing is, many melanated professionals, especially transplants, feel the same way. A lot of my sister girls that are from Atlanta and D.C. and St. Louis, like me, or L.A. or even overseas, were having the same experience. And Before I go even further, I mean, this show is just not for people who transplant to Seattle. This show is for anyone, any girlfriend that is living in a space that feels unheard or like they need to censor their sister girl, which is our blackness, in order to thrive, So, are you really showing up to be your full self? I know in my case, I don't feel like I show up fully. And if I do, then I'm challenged. So, we need an intervention, girlfriend. I'm here to hook up your edges and hold your hand so we can stay out of jail. (laughs) We're going to learn together. But first let me preface something. My approach is honest and open. Um, I don't censor myself, at least I don't want to censor myself. I want to be true to who I am. I want you to be true to who you am, who you are. And it's important that we can show up fully, especially in this space. So, I mean, I'm considered what you call a homegirl. I'm a female-identifying black woman from St. Louis. I use slang or AAVE or whatever you want to call it. And I transition. Yeah, I do a little code switching, but, you know, I transition between both spaces. I mean, and it's cool. I may mean, not be your flavor. And that's okay. But for those who get it, come on in and get comfortable it's about to get real. (laughs) So today's episode is about reclaiming our right to be dope. Um, Many of us are, are struggling to, you know, shine, or let me not say shine, we're struggling to Allow ourselves to glisten, you know, the way that we do. We got the magic, girlfriend. But our shine is often diminished by those who see us as threats. Now, I mean, this could be black, this can be white, green, purple people. Like, the reality is, you know, there's haters in all forms. I mean, <laughs> if we're just being true, but the biggest problem with this is when you're so used to being let me just be frank shit on you begin to embody that resentment and it shows up in a lot of places in your life so currently I am you know a communications manager at a pretty big and prominent um, organization And this organization is historically a white women led organization. And one of the things that I've struggled with while being in this space is extinguishing my blackness. What does it mean for me to show up in this space fully without frightening the white people? You know, and let's just it's just be you know, just for the sake of just being transparent, you know, I'm a black woman and I'm blacky black black woman, and I don't mean just like in tone or in shade. I mean like I wear my confidence, I am very um happy and just proud of my melanated skin. I'm a curvy woman, I'm not a size five. You know, I got hips, I got everything else, and I wear some pretty, brightly colored locks. So, I mean, when I say I embody and embrace what blackness and melanated woman, cocoa butter, <laughs> you know what shea butter means, I do. I embody all of that. And... I've found that when I show up in spaces that it is intimidating. I find that when I communicate and you know express myself and what I need and what I see and just redirect because this is my work, you know, I'm gaslighted. And you know, this is I think an issue for many black and brown women who work in spaces where leadership does not reflect them. And it's the struggle. So I was doing a little research this week and found this pretty dope article about emotional tax. And for those of you who don't know what emotional tax is, emotional tax is You know, I guess the levy that's put on, you know, black and brown women for us to show up and perform and overperform to prove that we deserve to be in the space. Now, I mean, it's obviously it's not something that's coming out of, you know, paycheck, but it feels like it. It feels that I have to bring it and be the magical black woman when I show up to work. When I show up to life, and if I, you know, insult someone, you know, which people are very fragile, <laughs> then oh my God, the audacity of her. Let's stonewall her. Let's be passive aggressive. Let's not, you know, talk to her. OMG. But, you know, where's the medium be- between that? Like, do you say, well, I didn't right, we'll screw you in? I'm t- I'm out. You know, or do you stay and just be like, "All right, cool. I'll just keep my head down. Do my my work. I need this paycheck." And, you know, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Like, where is the like where's the middle space or is there even a middle space for us to show up and still be able to take care of our families? You know, we got bills. We got, you know, car notes and we got either rent or we paying mortgages or we got kids we gotta put in daycare we have to do all of those things like when do we really show up fully without or how do we show up fully without jeopardizing obviously our livelihood but still be true to ourselves so feel like this transition between you know I guess I I mean do you call it decolonization maybe maybe you call it that but this transition between decolonization and my blackness which has become a trend and my livelihood which is another piece of my intersection and all the other stuff that I got to deal with because you know guess what black women living in this country right so where's the sweet spot how do we reclaim our right to be dope what does that even look like so I you know I was doing a little thinking as I was like writing this podcast and brainstorming and things like that and I came up with like three I guess I don't want to call them solutions but let me just say like these are like my my jewels (laughs) my jewels this is my hookup that I have for you guys I think the first thing is feeling our way through it like what feels good and authentic I found that when I show up to spaces and I am not completely and authentically me I feel self-confident or I have a lack of self-confidence um confidence let me get my you know let me pronounce it right, (laughs) you know, know, a lack of self-confidence. And also, I struggle to live in my skin, if that makes sense. Like, I find myself kind of pivoting between, you know, code switching and, hey, girl, and AAVE and all these other things, and, or just, I feel Angry. I feel angry that the homegirl in me is like, "Girl, you fronting. Like you fake. You, <laughs> you know, like you ain't like. Who are? What are you doing? The girlfriend in my brain. That's what she's saying to me. You know, oh, they trying to play you. That's what she's saying to me. And you know, like, what what part of this is me being reactive? And what part of of this is me paying attention to my intuition? So I would say the first thing is to, like, listen to your intuition. What does it feel like to you? How is you? How's your body feeling? Is your heart racing? Is your stomach bubbling? Do you want to punch Joanne in the face? Like, where are you in the scheme of things? and if you're showing up in spaces and maybe this isn't even just work maybe this is with your clients you're dealing with maybe this is with you know your social life I don't know but if you're showing up and you're not you're feeling uneasy and you you know everything in you is like I want to run up out of here like I want I got to go you got to trust that how you have to trust that you know I feel like black women we we take care of everybody we take care of our children we take care of our community we take care of other people's children we take care of each other we take care of our mamas and our sisters and shit our grandchildren and the last person on the list guess what is usually us so i feel like taking the step back to trust our intuition is a part of self-care You know, we got to listen to ourselves. Because if we're not listening to ourselves and we're breaking down, then who's going to catch us? Right? So the second thing I thought about was doing ourselves the service of planning. So let's say my escape plan. I, I just decided that, you know, if I don't leave this place... I might really punch Joanne in the face and I'm going to be in jail. Like, who's going to bail me out? I don't know. know, Shit, do I even got bail money? Who knows? But guess what? Instead of being reactive, there's this process process of, like, going inside of myself, which I do. and, And people call it meditation. They call it all different types of things. I don't know. But I go into that space and I sit there with it and I talk to my homegirl and I say, you know, my homegirl is like my inner blackness and me. Let me express it. <laughs> I talk to her and have a real conversation about what I need. And then I create a plan from there what do I need am I gonna stay in a space that I feel that my glow is diminished every day where I have to show up I got a cold switch I gotta be somebody else other than who I am and then I still leave that that job or wherever feeling unfulfilled am I gonna do this for the rest of my life am I just gonna like barely make it or is there a part of me who like wants to have joy and if I'm ready and I feel like I'm worthy and I have permission from, you know, myself to show up fully and live my life the way I want to live my life, what does that even look like? So I think the planning part of it isn't just, you know, writing down your pros and cons and saying, you know, these are the reasons why I want to leave and these are the reasons why I want to stay. I think that it's also going within yourself and, you know, disrupting your behaviors. Why do you want to stay there? Is it fear? Or is it because money? I mean, what motivates you? And once you get to the nitty gritty of that, then you can start moving on to the third phase of the plan or step. Third step. And this is the gym. This is the real hookup right here. This is the one that matters. Being true to yourself, listening. You got to listen. What is your homegirl telling you? What is your inner homegirl telling you? Is she telling you, pack your shit and leave? Is she telling you to stay, you know, find another job, uh, do the thing you love, uh, whatever other thing. What is she saying to you? What messages are being echoed to you? I mean, and I mean the things that, you overhear from other people that you be like, damn, I can relate to that. Or when you're driving down the street and you see it on the billboard and you're like, yeah, that's true. Or you watching a commercial or you hear it just from wherever. Or maybe it's your own intuition talking to you. What is she saying? How are you listening? What are your ancestors saying? How are you showing up for yourself? Because we know that this glow that we have... This beautiful glow that radiates with this melanated skin. A lot of this is energy. And if you're showing up to spaces and you're disrupting because you're angry, you're frustrated, you're lonely, you're wherever. Then there's something in you that you got to check. So check it. I mean, and I know that sounds easy, but, or it doesn't sound easy, but check it. So the other day I was in Walgreens standing in line and I was, you know, getting my snacks (laughs) and hiding them in my purse because I do that, especially for my husband but I was standing in line and there's this lady who walked in I mean she she looked at me to be displaced or homeless and she walked in and she was like dang you can at least say excuse me I mean and this is just us people standing in line and she's walking through us but she came in with an energy that was so big everybody noticed. Everyone noticed her and not in a positive way. So when it comes to our glow and our dopeness and our magic and all of these things that are trending right now, what does that really look like to you? What does that shine look like to you? Are you diminishing your own light out of fear? Are you allowing the environment to cultivate who you are are you really living your best life if the answer is no then sister girl we got some work to do and this goes from all of us because as we go through this journey together we're checking each other we're hooking each other up we're gonna hook them edges up right we're going to hold each other accountable because you have permission to live life like you want. It ain't up to me to tell you how to live it. You got to trust it. You are magic and homegirl. You're going to live the life you want to live and how you want to live it. And we're going to be dope together. So to, until next time, this is Christy Abram for the Homegirl Hookup. Talk to you later.